Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges and most importantly how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host Sandra Beck. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Tony St. Clair today and we've got a great topic. We're going to talk about gut health and autoimmune uh, um, issues and how we can can uh, have the autoimmune uh, response maybe negative or removed or lessened. Uh, but without further ado, I'd like to bring on uh, Tony. Tony, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me again. I love, love, love sharing what I know to help people step into their greatness and make lifestyle changes that stick so they can have wonderful, vital, and um, pleasing lives. So thank you again. Um, Just to let people know, I I am a uh, functional nutrition coach, a wellness consultant, and a plant-based nutrition educator. However... If you, my discussion, I'm not going to be treating, diagnosing, or curing, or giving any medical advice. Uh, it's just a sharing information based on my own uh, experience or experience with clients. So if you think you have an issue that requires medical attention, I urge you to seek it. Right. Okay. This, this show is for informational purposes only. <laughs> That's right. Because yeah. I'm certainly not a doctor, but I do have autoimmune issues. I, ah. have, I do. I have arthritis in my back, my shoulders, and my hips, and my neck. I've had them since I was a little girl. And mm. um, I'm very interested in today's topic about yeah. gut health because I've recently started taking probiotics mm-hmm. uh, based on our last show that we did Yay. together. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's actually actually one of the four R's um, for uh, taking care of your gut. So um, before we get started with that, we're just going to go backwards, go forward. So when, when your gut is properly operating, uh, there are four phases that we go through this very quickly. The first is well, ingestion. Hold on, hold on. Before you okay. go there, what is sure. your gut? Is your gut just your tummy? Is it your stomach, your esophagus, your colon? Like what is your gut? Um, when I think of gut health and I talk to people about gut health, because that's the only thing they can relate to, I'm talking about from the inception, thinking about food, to getting rid of it. So from the rooter to the tutor. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that is gut health to me and gut. Um, uh, because anything that, that you do before and after that is going to be impacted based on, you know, what happens in between. So, yeah. But we're going to be talking specifically about the part of gut health that um, that that I think is most attributed to um that's most attributed to uh, autoimmune and other diseases as well. So to go backwards, to go forward. So digestion uh, or the four phases of of, of digestion uh, actually begins in the mind. The first is how you feel about food. So if you're nervous, you're already in sympathetic mode instead of parasympathetic. Cortisol is released, digestion's impaired. You're almost done before you start. Okay, so your digestive fire is not even starting. Then um, the, 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 the ingestion is when you put 
food in your mouth. That's where it starts, the mechanical and, and the chemical breakdown of the food through the chewing and release of enzymes. And then it goes down to the stomach, right? So, and then and, and through the small intestines, and that's where you have the assimilation and the absorption phase. And then finally, the elimination of the toxins that have been stripped away. And, and if all goes well, you've got nutrients in your body, you've got toxins released, and then the whole cycle starts all over again. So, Things can go wrong anywhere along that track. It can go wrong from eating when you're stressed and in a hurry to eating the wrong kinds of foods. Um, but I think what I want to focus on is where in my ex- experience with my clients, they come to me with symptoms. It Almost everything can be traced to um, the small intestine, the small intestines, and specifically leaky gut. Do you know what leaky gut is, or would you like me to explain that yeah, to you? Yeah, no, I'm making notes here. I already okay. wrote down like how we feel about our food, mechanical, then we go to the stomach, intestine, assimilation, and absorption, then elimination to toxic waste and byproducts, and then the small intestine. Now, that's in between the stomach and the big intestine? That's correct. And okay. this is where you are um, absorbing uh, your food. This is where you're absorbing your nutrients. And, and there's still a little, some, some breakdown of food, uh, some breakdown of minerals, but primarily, you know, that's where your, um, the absorption should take place. So what can go wrong and what is leaky gut and how does that happen? Well, I deal, I look at the intestines like a, like a pail. Um, you're supposed, you know, you fill it with water. It's a, it's, it's all good, but if it has holes in it, all the good stuff is going to leak out into the bloodstream, but also some bad stuff because the, the and small intestines have these villi, these little finger-like things, and they're basically the, um, uh, they're, the, they're the guard, for lack of a better word. They're supposed to actually figure out what's supposed to go through and what's not supposed to go through, the mucosal lining. What happens is that that because of hyperpermeability, meaning we do stuff to make the permeability piper, the holes get larger. So we ingest food and then un- undigested food uh, will go through uh, as well as toxins that shouldn't go and all that because you have those large holes in the small intestine. So does that, does that make sense? So is that like dump into your belly? Like is it leak, really leak, like a, oh, yeah, like a hose leak? Yeah. They're holes, absolutely. They're actual holes because the, the, the intestines have been damaged. The intestines wow. have been damaged. Now, there are many, many ways that that can happen, you know, but the most common way is, um, is because of, our, of foods that, that, that inflame or cause um, the intestines to become inflamed, that we're constantly, um, that we're constantly putting in, in, our, in our body. So... Uh, like food allergies and insensitivities or intolerances. I'll give you an example, my own example. I won't mention a client, just myself. So I'm a, I'm a vegetarian, a vegan, a raw foodist, and I was eating nuts and seeds. And I was soaking them and all that, but my body had an allergic reaction to um, the, 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 the high-level nuts and seeds I was eating. And I actually had loose bowels. Like, I mean, I mean, I really could not control because my body was trying to pass that stuff through as quickly as possible. I also knew that I had leaky gut because I was losing weight. Um, and I had to heal my own leaky gut situation. Yeah. And I started having a uh, joint pain, but I'll describe all that later. Um, how you can uh, figure out whether or not you actually have a, a problem. So yeah, it does actually, it does create holes in the lining of the gut. Well, then I make bigger holes because you do have holes because you have to have some permeability, right, to get the good stuff in your 
um, in your bloodstream. Right, but you're talking about like there's a difference between a sprinkler hose and then taking a knife and jabbing a hole in the the right. the hose, and then all of a sudden you're spilling out everything. Right, and the good gatekeeper, the mucosal gatekeeper layer, that's gone. You know, there's some mucosal um, membrane that's supposed to say, okay, it basically is like uh, checking a passport before anything go out. Are you good? All right, cool. You can go through. Are Got you it. toxic? Well, we're gonna send you down through the small, the large intestine, and you know, poop you out. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so those those like I said, that that intestine the lining gets damaged, and um, so cause of leaky gut can also be an infection. So the the one of the infections is pathogens, and you talked about that. You talked earlier about um, using your probiotics or taking your probiotics. Well, when you have an overgrowth of the bad guys and not enough of the good guys, then um, the bad guys, for lack of a better word, they're organisms like we are. So they ingest food and poop, and that's the toxins that's being released, and that causes damage too. Um, alcohol and caffeine, um, heavy metal toxicity, if you're eating foods with heavy metals like, you know, the fish and things that we talked about, food additives and preservatives, these, these can all cause inflammation in the intestines, right? Uh, medications like aspirins and antibiotics and birth control pills and measles vaccine these are things that can you know irritate the lining of your of your small intestines uh eating under stress and how does eating under stress come into play because if you're eating under stress you're not really chewing your food then you have food that should have been digested in your mouth coming down to the small intestines and that's not their job right so then you've got you know whole chunks of food down there uh, that's not supposed to be there well, I'm not a chewer. Like, you know, and that's the one thing that everybody's always said, like, you don't chew enough. You don't chew enough. You know, I have real sensitive teeth. I have a lot of, you know, like sensitive to hot, cold texture on my teeth. And, you know, I just don't like that feeling. And so I try to eat mushy foods. But there are times when I, you know, like meat, I cut it up like little baby food. But, you know, what do you do when you don't, when chewing is either painful or uncomfortable and okay. it's not, you know, I've been to, you know, dentists up the wazoo. So what do you do? Well, um, I'm not sure. We really have to get to the source of your pain and get that resolved. I would highly recommend that. But in the meantime, uh, you can uh, eat blended food where yeah, it's pretty much pre-digested, including meat. If you need to, you can blend that up. Um, that's what I recommend. Uh, also, sprinkling enzymes on your food to help break it down, because that's what happens in your mouth when you chew. Your body releases enzymes, specifically in your mouth, it's going to release something called lipase, and also it's going to release amylase. And these are two enzymes um, that break down carbohydrates and, to a certain extent, fats. Um, So uh, protein uh, in your gut is where the stomach will break down the proteins. But you still, if, if, if you bypass the mouth, with all that chewing, you're bypassing 90% of your digestion that takes place in your mouth. Wow. 90%. Yeah. Wow. I need to take us to commercial break on that one. So okay. uh, this is Sandra Beck. This is Motherhood Talk Radio. We're talking today with Tony St. Clair. And uh, Tony, what's your website? www.trueselftotalhealth.com. And you've got uh, you've got something coming up, don't you? That I that, do. Go ahead and quickly tell it before I sure. take us out. I have a free webinar coming out called Detox, The Secret Sauce to Strip Away Stress, Including the Stress to Your Gut. You don't want to miss it. It's on March 8th, and we'll have a link up for you later on, I believe. 
Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. We will have a link up. All right. So we are visiting with Tony St. Clair and today's topic is gut health and gut health, especially with respect to autoimmune diseases. And we want to take care of our kids' uh, gut health. We want to take care of our own and good habits start young. So that's why we're here talking about it on Motherhood Talk Radio. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about what are some of the symptoms of issues with gut health and what can we do about it with Tony St. Clair. Back after the break. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this hard on myself when there's so many beautiful reasons I have to be happy? Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Well, the U.S. sure has experienced torrential thunderstorms, lightning, and flooding recently. Thunderstorms, otherwise known as cockeyed bobs, can be pretty scary. What's the fear of thunder and lightning called? Astrophobia. Years ago, Roy Sullivan, a Virginia Park Ranger, was struck by lightning seven different times and lived to tell about it. Lightning struck his head through his hat, set his hair on fire, and burned his eyebrows off. The current from the lightning traveled through both legs and blew his shoes off. The final lightning bolt hit him while fishing, and he was hospitalized for chest and stomach burns. Believe it or not, Roy Sullivan managed to recover from seven lightning strikes, but later died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as a result of loneliness, otherwise known as azagophrenia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Hey, 
ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Tony St. Clair of True Self Total Health, and we are talking about gut health. And gut, as we define it for today's show, starts at the beginning. What did you say? From the rooter to the tutor. That's a good one, because that just about covers it. And um, we talked a little bit about, before the break, about how, the importance of chewing, and that chewing your food is not just for weight loss. Chewing your food is not just for choking, but it really does have a big deal to do with your overall digestion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Didn't know that. Didn't yeah. know that. Didn't know that. And then to, just to, to, to just to, to make sure people make, make the point, get the point, it's not two or three bites and gone. Um, I recommend 50 to 100 bites. A lot of people can't do that. But if you do an average of 42, I don't know who did this test, um, that you will develop the um, enzymes uh, and, and that your food should be fully broken down. So what it should look like or feel like is um, all the, the, the juice should be out of it, all the water, and all that's left is pulp. And that's when you know you chew sufficiently to break down the food because that's what broke it down, not necessarily chewing, but the enzymes in your mouth. So oh, and Tony, I got to tell you, I'm all over my little one to chew faster because my my other son and my dad and I, you know, we're gulp and run people <laughs> and oh. he's sitting there chewing and chewing and I'm like, chew faster. Oh. Follow so his example. I, I, will, I will stuff a sock in it the next time we're sitting there for 25 minutes while it takes him to patiently chew every bite. Oh, wow. So before the break, I guess you were asking me about um, symptoms of leaky gut? Yeah. How do we know if we have a leaky gut or if you're yeah. like a hypochondriac like me, you already assumed you have one. Well, you know, it's really funny when you think about what are my symptoms, you're thinking, well, I should feel glass and bloating or, you know, some digestive upset. And that's true. I mean, you know, you have constipation and or diarrhea, you know, one or the other. You have abdominal pain or bloating. You could have mucus or blood in the stool. Um, you, you may notice that you have food allergies or insensitivities or intolerances, you know, like I did all the above. Um, and then you could, you know, also have those leaky gut diseases um, like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease or celiac. Um, you may find that alcohol makes you sick. Um, but here's some... Symptoms that many people are not familiar with that they may not be able to may think they can't trace the leaky gut. Depression, hormone imbalances, brain fog, confusion, poor memory or mood swings, joint pain or uh, swelling or arthritis, uh, chronic or frequent fatigue, sinus or nasal congestion, um, chronic or, or frequent inflammation. And you can even have eczema, skin rashes, hives, asthma, hay fever, airborne allergies, all of this stuff is going to come, happen because you're not getting the nutrients that you need that would normally balance out those areas that may be causing those issues. Well, and that makes sense. If you've got mm -hmm. like a hose, bring, like mm -hmm. you think of the umbilical cord, mm -hmm. it shoots the food to the baby. Well, if that umbilical cord's got a bunch of holes in it and all mm -hmm. that food is, you know, the good and the bad or whatever is leaking into the amniotic fluid, that's going to mm -hmm. be not good for the baby. It's kind of like reverse now the the tube on the baby's on the outside. We're talking about the tube, if you will, on the inside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So a lot of people will go and have the symptoms treated without knowing that this is all related to um, the gut, and and that's why I practice root cause um, in my health practice. It's let's get let's strip back the layers and get to the root cause. Don't just take you know um, uh, you might have a problem with the 
acid in your stomach. Don't take an antiacid. You might have problems with diarrhea. Well, don't take, you know, don't take something to stop that. Or you need to get to the root cause as to why these things are happening to you. So, um, yeah. So one of the things that we did talk about, um, or, or the title of the show is, um, gut health and autoimmune. So it, if you, if you are having all of these symptoms and all these proteins, so proteins are being released into your body, undigested proteins, um, uh, undigested fat, um, and all kinds of things are being released. I need you to understand that that's not supposed to be in your body and your body thinks that it's foreign and, and wants to invade it. Right. So that's where the autoimmune thing comes into play. Now, depending on genetically predisposed where, you know, your genetic SNPs are, it's going to show up in different ways. Number one, one way is uh, rheumatoid arthritis. That's that is um, an autoimmune disease. So it's, you know, it's chronic inflammatory disorder that affects many of the joints. Um, Lupus is also uh, an autoimmune disease that 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 arguably started in the gut. Um, when the immune system attacks its own tissues. Um, I'm working with a young lady now who has MS and uh, multiple sclerosis is a disease when the immune system eats away at that protective covering around the the nerves. And um, Hashimoto's, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease that affects the thyroid. And I actually had a client that she wanted me to help her with the Hashimoto's. And I said, I'm going to help you with your gut first and see if that helps your Hashimoto's. And it did. Yeah, because we treated. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but their type one diabetes is also uh, autoimmune, uh, and doctors are starting to understand too that um, asthma is autoimmune. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. you, all these and all these autoimmune diseases are because of leaky gut. Theoretically, yeah. And if you fix the gut, you can always fix a lot of this stuff. No medication required. Just a change in diet and lifestyle. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people um, really don't have a strong understanding of the impact that what they put in their mouths and their minds, um, the impact that that can have on the, on the digestive system. So um, there are, I guess, some, some, some foods that uh, people could probably um, – avoid or should avoid in order to um, make sure that they don't have leaky gut if it's related to food. Um, obviously your, your regular, um, your regular critters like uh, uh, corn and soy and wheat and milk um, and eggs or dairy, I should say dairy and eggs. Those are always going to cause a problem for most people. And if you eliminate that, most people will eliminate their leaky gut issues. Most people. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, these are things that, and, and you don't have to uh, feel deprived by releasing these things. There are other ways, there are other foods that you can eat. Now in this society too, they have so many substitutes, especially for wheat. They have gluten-free this and gluten-free that. Um, they they have many cookbooks out there that will show you how to make foods that are free of all these allergens. So uh, I highly recommend that if you think you have leaky gut, just stop taking, you know, stop eating that and in introducing it one at a time to see, well, I would never reintroduce any of that. But, um, but if you think it's not related to that, reintroduce it and see how fast uh, your symptoms will return. And that's one way to, you know, figure out whether or not you have, it's a self-assessment kind of way to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, I would also recommend too that if you really think you might have a leaky gut, uh, that uh, you um, there are many tests that you can take, but I have some. Uh, self-assessment forms that I'm happy to provide to you all for free. I can also post that on the site specifically um, related to leaky gut that says, hey, this is, you know, it'll let you know that, yeah, I actually am having leaky gut. And it also um, alerts you to some foods that may be causing your particular um, leaky gut issue. Yeah. 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 Because those are common allergens, but you may have your own specific set of allergens. You know, like um, maybe your your allergen is nightshades, um, or maybe your allergen uh, might be berries, um, but you won't know um, until you you know eliminate um, those foods and then introduce them back in. Yeah, yeah. What now? If you fix some of these things, like this is definitely repairable, right? Like oh, if, absolutely. If you change your lifestyle, if you change, you know, like I'm going to chew up my nuts better, and you know, I'm going to. I do liquefy a lot of things. I drink a lot of shakes just for that teeth reason. Um, but uh, if we repair some of these things, how long does it take to see some results? Like it, it, it really depends on the person. I can tell you right now, you can feel relief from the symptoms as soon as three days. Wow. So that's, that's, that's by removing stuff. Or that's one R, right? That's the removal part. And um, the repair is another issue. The repair part is when we start introducing nutrients and herbs and all that to repair your gut lining, which would include your most allergenic types of things like slippery elm and aloe vera. So you got to repair because you can't, you know, if you don't repair it, then it's like, um, throwing salt in the wound, you know, constantly, constantly, and then thinking I'm going to throw aloe vera on it. You have to really fix it first. You have to fix it and remove the the, um, the issue that's causing the problem and then repair it. Um, and then at this point, too, your, your gut floor is probably shot. I mean, shot. So then we have to re-inoculate your, um, your, your bacteria. And if your issue with gut, if your issue um, with uh, the leaky gut is pertaining to pathogens, then yeah, we have to fix that. Because remember, I said there are various reasons that, that various things that could impact uh, your ability or the permeability. And for some people, it might be an overgrowth of bad bacteria. Maybe you're eating good and you still have leaky gut. So you might have an overgrowth of bad bacteria uh, and candida that drills holes in the um, intestines as well. Wow. I know. So, so, so it yeah. takes about, on average, I want to say, uh, and you have to replenish, obviously, your nutrients. I want to say in 30 days, within 30 days, um, people can can um, actually, um, I won't say, I won't say um, heal, I'll say heal instead of. Right, or feel a yeah. difference. Yeah, yeah feel, the difference. Yeah, feel yeah. a difference. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to take us to commercial break. We're visiting today with Tony Seclair of True Health Totals, or True what is it? True health, total self. Easy for you to say. True self, total health. <laughs> True self, total health. There you go. Tony St. Yeah. Clair, we're talking about gut health today. We're talking about things that you can do and, and your kids can do. And the cool thing about this, Tony, is this doesn't require necessarily any, you know, really big, um, really big uh, expenses to do this stuff. We're just going to do things a little bit differently. Now, the probiotics, I will say, cost a little bit of money. But when we come back from the break, we're we're going to talk about, you know, how do we choose some of this stuff and how do we choose a health path, um, especially if we're not near you. So uh, Tony St. Clair, True Health Total Self, we'll be back after the break. 
Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Everyone knows you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. But who wants to catch a fly? Flies are squick and repulsive. Flies have two wings, while all other insects have four. And they beat their wings 200 times per second. That's faster than a hummingbird. Flies jump up and backwards when taking off with an average speed of 5 miles per hour. What's the word for that annoying buzzing sound flies make? Fretinancy. Pestologists tell us that flies' favorite color is red. Flies have kinesophobia. That's the fear of movement. So simply hang a plastic bag filled with water to keep the flies away. My only question would be, would a fly without wings be called a walk? It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are visiting today with with Tony St. Clair of True Health Total Self. And as promised, we are going to talk more about gut health. And I really want to ask a question about the probiotics that are out there. There are probiotics, like you you hear this word everywhere, Tony, and you, um, gosh, you know, you just... You can't turn around. I was in Sam's Club and Costco, and they have these these probiotic gummies. Then they have the capsules. Then there's stuff in the cabinets, like, mm-hmm. you know, frozen or not frozen, but you know what I mean, like refrigerated. Then there's foods with all this stuff added. It gets really confusing. The idea of, yes, you should be taking a probiotic sounds good, but in practice, it gets really confusing. I, I can imagine it does. So relating that to the common cause of leaky gut, Parasite yeast and fungal infections can actually cause leaky gut. So you do want to, you know, 
keep your um, you want to keep those critters in check. And also, you know, you want good probiotics for immunity. Well, having said that, the struggle is real. I get it. Trying to figure out what do I do? There's so many brands out there. Um, there's a good, better, best approach. The best approach um, is to get it from um, foods, fermented foods, like your sauerkrauts. And, you know, if you go to the refrigerated section of your stores, and that's assuming that you don't have uh, any um, digestive issues and you can actually digest it and, and all that. But um, if, you're, if you don't have leaky gut, then um, that is the way to do it, is through food best. Okay, then... Um, the better approach under that is okay. You don't, you can't find any fermented foods, and you just can't handle it. You can also do um, probiotics that are refrigerated that have prebiotics in them, because the, that, that's what they get fed on. If, they, if it doesn't have prebiotics, then what you have are probiotics that are dead on arrival, because they're like us; they're living organisms. They need to eat. So find a good probiotics that has prebiotics in it, so they get fed. And if they're in the refrigerated section. They they have alive they have arrived alive, and then last I would you know I would do um, those that are um, uh, shelf stable but uh, that are not in the refrigerated section. But I would look at all the other stuff that they have in there. Sometimes they have uh, incipients, you know, like they they might have some binders and fillers and everything else with the um, probiotic. So you don't want that. So you want to look at the labels carefully. It's best to go with companies that that you recognize uh, that you've done some research on that you know produce good stuff so you know talk to experts such as myself who have um, some um, have some recommendations to make I don't want to leave any endorse any company here but if anybody really wants to know they can contact me and I'm happy to give you some recommendations sure now the ones that are dead on arrival yes do they do any good for us well no because they're kind of dead on arrival nope <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't harm per se, but they're there to help. And they just, you know, they're just going to go in through your system and then, you know, come out. They, uh, or, or yeah, because they're not serving a purpose. Yeah. They're so dead. we want to, so if we're going to purchase these, like I have these sh- things that sit on the shelf, they're like the probiotic that survives a hundred percent better survivability versus yogurt and leading probiotics, but they don't need to be, um, refrigerated. I, they're in gummy bears covered with yeah. sugar. Well, just okay. So you know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Just so you know, a client came to me with a bag of stuff that she was taking, and that was one of the things I made her throw away. Oh. Can I eat candy? Because they're really you good. Can, you can eat them for candy, but that's about all in my mind. There's good, better, best. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have some redeeming quality, but if you're really looking to do some um, serious gut repair work and really get the, you want, you want the strain to be in the billions. And that's what I forgot to mention earlier. You know, you want your strains to be varied and, and you want them in the millions and billions of strains. Got it. Yeah. Not, you know, and not just one strain. Like most of them just have acidophilus well that's just one strain there are like a that, that your intestines you have their own little ecosystem and it's like a it's like an orchestra so you have to have a certain amount of violins a certain amount of trumpets a certain amount of pianos you can't have one overdo the other because they outplay each other and they fight for space and so the way to do that is to make sure that there's enough of everybody and that you have bifidum bifidum is the most important thing i meant to mention that earlier you want 10 times more bifidum than anything else. Bifidum is like the conductor. And bifidum will tell the other um, organisms, stay in your lane. So bifidum is kind of like the gatekeeper. So, yeah, um, that's what I forgot to mention earlier, too. So you want to make sure your, your probiotic has 10 times more bifidum 
than anything else. Got it. So, so when I go to the health food store today, because I'm going to eat these like candy now, <laughs> they become my afternoon <laughs> snack. Because they're cute. Go. They're little, like little sugary bears. And I'm like, wow, this is the way to take a probiotic. <laughs> but apparently not. No, 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 no. Yeah, make, look, look at the bifidum and um, let me know how you do with your search. If you don't find anything uh, 10 times more bifidum, then let me know and I can give you some sites you can go to to order and can they be like can they like are they shelf stable and then have to be in the fridge that's what we should look for uh, these i like to they they they, they come uh, they arrive alive meaning they've been shipped cold and they stay cold okay so if yeah. i go to like your local health food store and i look for stuff it sh- i should start a good rule of thumb would be start in the refrigerated section absolutely yep absolutely that's where Got i would it. go like i said good better best Yep. Good. Got it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I feel like I got my, my marching orders tonight when I leave. <laughs> when I'm done with the radio, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the health food store and I'm going to get rid of my gummy bears and I'm going to go and take my um, like little little refrigerated guys. Oh, my word. Because they can't hurt you, right? Like, like if I don't have leaky gut and I decide to take these, it can only help, right? Well, I can't say they, 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 remember everything that you eat has an effect on your body. It's either building you up or breaking you down. It may have some uh, um, redeeming qualities, but remember it's processed. So number one, that's not redeeming to me. Uh, it may have processed sugar. That's not redeeming to me. <laughs> uh, it may have some binders and fillers um, to make it shelf stable. So it lasts until the next millennium. That's not good for me either. So, so that's not redeeming. Check. check. Okay. <laughs> sugar, water, gelatin, citric oh. acid, national flavors, yeah. lactic acid, and then colors from fruits and vegetables. Okay. So, um, yeah, you have to look at those ingredients very, very carefully. Um, and what, Didn't even this, read it. Just bought the advertising hook, line, and sinker. Threw it in my and re- cart. And remember what corn syrup? Corn is one of the biggest um, uh, inflammatories in your, in your body because most corn is GMO, so most people have allergies to it. Um, so... You know, it's you don't want to fool around with corn or or its derivatives. Can I tell you a really scary about story about corn? Sure. Uh, where I grew up, I grew up near the Canadian border in upstate New York. And when I was a little girl, I used to walk the cornfields because they're really pretty, you know. And and I like to go up and see the cows. I I lived in a farming community, so I would walk up this long hill, and I could see just corn as far as far as the eye could see, and you could see the you know like when the gold tassels come out, like how pretty it is. Now, when I walk that same walk, and it's mostly Mennonite and Amish where I'm from, now all we see are these little seed packets and numbers on every lot and the corn. Mm. The corn is not, not all messed up. Like we used to like make fun of the like the runt corn, you know, we, <laughs> we look at yeah. it, you know what I mean? And now it's like all uniform. And then the other thing too is so much of it is replaced now with soybean. I didn't even know what the soybean was mm. as a little girl. And now it's like a variegated quilt it's like you know soybean and corn and soybean and corn and then all the seeds like they have like these every lot is numbered it's really it's really creepy oh and it's creepy to me as well that's not farming anymore no no that's that's farming with a ph yeah exactly (laughs) yeah that's scary that is scary and so that's why you want to you know you got to be careful with your food source too because that's why a lot of people have leaky gut as well because they're eating these food-like objects well, and that's the thing. Like, I've been looking. Every time I go home, Tony, I look for the ch- the, the Dolly Parton chickens. That's what we call them in our neighborhood because they're <laughs> genetically bred to 
breasts, you know, and right, exactly. a lot of these chickens, they said, you know, you'll watch them and they'll, they'll have bigger breasts than normal and they like fall over. And I've never seen it, but I keep yeah. looking for the Dolly Parton chicken. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 that's, it's just scary. But it's because, you know, as we could, we as consumers, um, won't demand something different. So right, like a natural yeah. chicken. There you go. Yeah. We won't demand any, and, and even, um, uh, People that think they're eating right because they're so clever with the wording, you know, they'll say um, uh, cage free. Well, cage free doesn't mean free range. There's a difference. They're not in a cage, but they're still in little gates. You know, they're not in individual cages. They're in one big cage. It may be pumped full of hormones and antibiotics. Right. Right. And exactly. So, you know, so you get. okay. so that's only one step, you know, and, you know, are they you know, they're, 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 they're cage, they're, they're cage free, but you have to do something if you're having them raised around each other, um, to make sure that we don't get, you know, all the stuff that they, you know, they poop out, that's going to be mixed with them as well and make them sick. So yeah, it's scary. It's just, scary. yeah. Well, it's like the, you know, like I always think like, Oh, I, when I see cage free, I'm like, Oh, that's great. So you're going to pump this little bird full of hormones and antibiotics and you know, you're going to make them run around with 800 brothers and sisters in a, in a, you know, two foot lot, but yeah. you're not in a cage. <laughs> right. Exactly. But see, again, as consumers, we're just, uh, we just need to be more informed and demand more. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to be going to commercial break shortly. Uh, Tony, what do you think is the most important thing that somebody can do? We've talked about lots of different things. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk a little bit more about what people can do. But if people could do one thing, like you only had one choice to give them, what would it be to tell moms to do for themselves and their children? You want to talk about now after the break? No, no, we got a few minutes. Oh, you know, we got a minute. I, I would say avoid allergens, avoid known allergens, and in and the only way to do that, obviously, is to um, do a test or to take a survey, a self assessment. But avoid known allergens like wheat. It's just okay, really, so yeah. that'll help. That will help us just in general. Like that's a yeah. great piece of general advice. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're visiting today with Tony St. Clair of True Self Total Health. Now she's got that program coming up, so you're going to want to go and check out her website. Um, Tony, will be able. To, the webinar information will be on your site as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, so- True Health, Total Self. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about gut health. And, you know, some of these things we can't control, but an awful lot of things we can control. And if you have kids that are compromised or kids with certain issues, you're really going to want to stick around for the last segment of today's show But because we're going to talk about kids on the spectrum and what gut health has to do with that condition and can we make improvements. We're going to be back after the break. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. Yes,
Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Well, the U.S. sure has experienced torrential thunderstorms, lightning, and flooding recently. Thunderstorms, otherwise known as cockeyed bobs, can be pretty scary. What's the fear of thunder and lightning called? Astrophobia. Years ago, Roy Sullivan, a Virginia Park Ranger, was struck by lightning seven different times and lived to tell about it. Lightning struck his head through his hat, set his hair on fire, and burned his eyebrows off. The current from the lightning traveled through both legs and blew his shoes off. The final lightning bolt hit him while fishing, and he was hospitalized for chest and stomach burns. Believe it or not, Roy Sullivan managed to recover from seven lightning strikes, but later died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as a result of loneliness, otherwise known as azagophrenia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Tony St. Clair of True Self Total Health, and we are talking now about spectrum disorders, kids on the spectrum. And what does gut health, Tony, have to do with the effects of spectrum or the effects of gut health on spectrum disorders? Okay, so I, I'm no expert in um, autism or ADHD, but I do know that there they that. Um, they are related to to gut health in some way. So basically, let's just say you 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 have all these toxins that that are released in the blood, and they flow throughout the blood body, and they can trigger an autoimmune reaction anywhere. And on that list is going to be autism and autoimmune diseases and all types of in- diseases that affect children. So if you fix the gut, again, everything can be linked to the gut. You can, you can, we you can heal this because uh, the body heals itself. You can give the body space that it needs to heal. So for most of these things, if we're talking about your common everyday stuff that people can stop doing, like eliminating dairy, eliminating gluten. That is one of the primary problems um, when we're talking about uh, leaky gut and and all the you know stuff that ca- happens as a result of it. Uh, avoiding sugar and sugar substitutes. Avoiding that, avoiding what we talk about, our known allergens. So we talked about what you can take out, but we also have to talk about what you need to add in, right? We need to add, we need to increase the fiber intake. We need to um, increase green juices and vegetables because that's all the, the nutrients that you need to help repair um, the gut and to keep you healthy in general. 
You need to eat more um, and increase your probiotic foods like sauerkraut and, and cultured vegetables. But, yeah, if you eliminate um, dairy, gluten, corn, soy, wheat, all these offenders that cause these um, toxins to be released in your body and these undigested proteins, fats, and waste into the bloodstream, you should see a, a huge improvement. What's left to eat? Yeah, I know. I knew that was going to be the question. Okay, so for me, you have real food that's left to eat. This stuff is not real. <laughs> so you have fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. And all the beauty and different ways you can, you can fix that, whether you're, um, whether you're vegetarian or not vegetarian, everybody should eat more real food, which is fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. And um, if you can tolerate um, grains, a lot of people cannot. That, that can also cause some um, leaky gut issues. That's fine. Wheat, I would stay away from. I would stick to the... Um, the the so called ancient grains. You know. What what are the ancient grains? Like um, ancient, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and um, now the, the the names are escaping me. It was right at the tip of my tongue, but if you just Google ancient grains, um, it'll come up. They'll come up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there's lots to eat. You have to be a little creative about the food that you eat, and and honestly, you have to want it. You want that. You have to want good health more than what food tastes like. And that doesn't mean you can't have good t food that tastes good. And that's what we're going to teach people in, in the, the seminar that I'm doing, uh, detox, uh, um, the secret sauce to stripping away stress. We're going to talk about ways that you can actually make food taste good without feeling deprived and, and not feeling like, well, what, is, what else is there to eat? Um, there are delicious ways. That you, we have desserts. We have a dessert book that, that we have, um, a low glycemic dessert book made of nothing but natural food. None of, no, and it tastes delicious. And it's also soothing and healing to the body. So you, you just have to um, change your mindset about what food is and what food isn't. Food is not this stuff, food like objects. And also be open um, to trying to prepare foods in a way that, um, that is not harmful to the body. And, and it's a lot easier to make, too, because you have five ingredients or less, you're done. Right. Well, and I find, you know, when I've, I've made this, you know, I've been switching over the years slowly, you know, I, I, I will not say that I'm perfect, you know, as a single mother with two kids and my dad to take care of, you know, there are times when I do reach for, you know, box stuff, but primarily we try to eat a whole food, food diet. And I will say that my food bill has gone down. My food bill is like a third yep. of what you know, the, when I go shopping with my other friends who have the same kids or have a husband instead of, you know, my dad, I don't have a husband to eat, but my food bill is consistently a half to a third of theirs. When you cut out the cereal, the cookies, the chips, the packaged lasagnas, the package, mm -hmm. this, the package that, mm -hmm. you know, and then you see my cart next to theirs and it's like, you know, there's like a pile of fruits, a pile of vegetables. And now granted we do eat, my family does eat a lot of seafood. Um, and we will eat the occasion chicken and Steak. Um, but when you just buy those plus fruits and vegetables and you're not buying a $3 loaf of bread, mm -hmm. it's very interesting how your your bill goes down. So it's also economically uh, a good idea to look at what you're putting in your grocery cart, you know, notwithstanding the, the boxes of cardboard. Right. I couldn't I couldn't have said it any better. And I've had clients that initially came to work with me and they were transitioning from, you know, the packaged food and food like objects to real food. And they said, oh, my gosh, I can't afford this. And so we, we looked at what they buy, buy, what they were normally buying based on and, and comparing it to what I was suggesting that they buy. And they're like, well, wow, 
<laughs> okay. So, right, because at first, you know, and I think a lot of people throw away their fruits and vegetables. They don't get eaten. And so it's a waste of money. And, but, you know, then you look at, you know, who wants to eat? You know, if I said to you, Tony, I'm going to give you this apple. And if you don't eat it, you can put it on the shelf for the next year and it'll still be fine. (laughs) You know, you'd be like, you're out of your cotton picking mind. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are great, I will say that there are great desserts that can be made, really great desserts that can be made with fruit. Yes. And, and, and there are also just great foods in general that can be made um, in one bowl, five degrees or less, 20 minutes or less. They, you know, they only have like a five day shelf life, but you really, you don't want your food to last longer than that. You know, no. you want your food to break down. So I say to people, I know the struggle is real. It's a lifestyle change and it has to be, you have to relearn. And, and my um, staff and I are good at doing that, helping people do that. Yeah. Well, and I will say from, from someone who's actually done that and doing it, you know, on a regular basis is I used to be the queen of the boxed lunch, you know, and the boxed dinner, you know, where I would just flip one, throw it in the microwave and eat it. It's funny. I used to love those, Tony. And now like three years later, if I eat one, they're, they're too salty. They taste mm. weird. It's like everything's mm-hmm. mushy and not that I don't mind the mushy, but you know what I mean? Like it doesn't taste once you're used to eating real food. Um, it's different, it, but it does take a while. It took me about a month. I would say for my, my, um, not my cravings for sugar went away pretty quick, but, but to really appreciate, like now I can eat a vegetable and appreciate it and appreciate the fruit. And when I eat a piece of candy now, it's, it tastes really, really like crazy sweet. Absolutely. Because you reset your taste buds. So when I work with my clients, that's one of the first things we work with is resetting the taste buds. So we do that in, in, in the first three to seven days that you're working with me. We reset the taste buds because I want them to get you know healed very quickly. And I don't want cravings and all that to be in the way. And um, it, it can be anywhere from something very intense, like a 24-hour water fast, um, to something less intense like you know juice, smoothies, and, and eating foods that uh, don't have any seasoning in them. No, seasoned with herbs. And after three days, the taste buds will reset. Well, and I can back you up on this because, you know, Mm -hmm. I went to cooking school when I was younger. And I was, you know, first of all, I was like the worst person at cooking school because I didn't want to, like, chop the lobster open while it was still alive. And, you know, there were lots of things I'm like, oh, I can't do this. But one of the things I remember one of the chefs yelling at me for was he was like, Sander Beck, you know, not everything you eat has to taste good. Not everything you eat has to taste right the first time. And Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, if you're going to cook for other people and you're going to cook all these dishes, it's got to be more of about recognizing the flavor and how the flavors work together than what you like because what you like will change whether you have a cold whether you you know don't feel well that day or you're you know depends on what you ate before and then ate after which is why we cleanse the palate so there is a truth about educating your palate and and training your palate and retraining your palate Absolutely. Oh, we have a chef on staff. I'm a chef, this chef as well. And that's what she does. I mean, she is so good at flavor profiling and flavor balancing. And she's been trained in Ayurvedic and raw and every type of diet out there. And she can work with bring it on whatever you like to eat. I can I can address that. And you don't have to depend on salt and sugar um, for taste and flavors because, you know, they're not seasonings, by the way. So, um, yeah, just using simple herbs and greens and knowing how those flavor profiles balance and experimenting. Play with your food. I do that. Everybody, you just play with your food until you find out what works for you. 
Yeah, because I think a lot of us, when we're first exposed to this, I know I was before I started making changes with my family. I thought, oh, my God, all I'm going to get is a pile of steamed broccoli, a bunch of pea pods, a bowl of green beans, and yum, yum, there's dinner. That sounds good to me, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, the point being is that, you know, you will get to the point that, you know, you will look at those and go, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And it will it will taste good. You won't you won't think, oh, my gosh, that's just sticks and weeds and berries and all that. Yeah, you absolutely you look forward to it and everything else will seem it won't taste as good. It won't taste like food anymore. What you used to think was food. It'll taste like it is, you know, which is usually a chemical. Well, and the one thing that we noticed, too, is is in our household, because I see this with my kids, you know, thankfully, they didn't learn a lot of bad eating habits that I had to break them out of. I just didn't want to be the mom that passed down my bad eating habits. And, you know, we had some broccoli and green beans with dinner last night, and we did have a piece of chicken and then broccoli and green beans and then a garden salad. And my little one, who's nine, was like, wow, he's like, the green of the green beans is so different than the green of the broccoli, and the broccoli is really pretty today. And, you know... That's mm. a lot better than, you know, put your, you know, candy wrapper away or your burger wrapper or taco wrapper, you know, in the trash. And you don't even know what you're eating anymore. So, wow. Tony, I want to thank you for bringing awareness uh, to our families today so that our children can grow up healthy and happy. I thank you for sharing your story with us. Tony St. Clair of True Self Total Health, right? Perfect. Oh, I got it right. Finally. Or you can Google Tony St. Clair. Her site will come up. You guys are going to want to go to her webinar in March. So head to her site and there's lots of great information there. You won't be sorry you did. And from a health standpoint, if you guys are suffering from anything, it's worth it to investigate what you're putting into your body. You will put all this car cleaner in your engine. You'll go get your engine steam cleaned, but you won't think about eating a vegetable as part of your your healing plan and uh, both Tony St. Clair and I encourage you to try that this week today with your kids. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood Talk